Jim McMartin. Thank you very much for speaking to us this morning. It's 22 minutes past eight. Environment Minister Phil Hogan last night confirmed. But my granny was convinced that this girl was answering my phone. So she was coming down to try and catch this woman in the bed with me in the morning. <laughs> That's brezzy and it's good. It's good intentions at 27 minutes past eight. We're talking cuddly toys and Hector's book and listeners. Good morning, Simon. That's, that's probably the reason why I'm single. St. <laughs> <laughs> Vincent de Paul. Oh, oh, 20 minutes now to nine o'clock. Let's have a look at this. It's Inchidali Island. You know that feeling in the pit of your stomach when you're stuck in the car and you're running late? At the signal, it will be 21 and zero seconds. Meet Dave. Hi, my name is Dave. Dave has a bit of an issue with punctuality. I'm late for work, for football, for nights out, for everything. I remember in school I was late for detention, which I got for <laughs> which I got for being late. <laughs> I think it was it was a Saturday morning thing, and you used to have to be in for half nine, and I think I got in about ten o'clock. <laughs> and have you always been like this? Since the day I was born, Are I was born two weeks late, and that was the start. <laughs> It is eight minutes past eight. Right, thank you, Kate. It's now 8.33. 18 minutes to nine. Multiple default. And what about your mates? Like, if they're meeting you, do they just say, we're meeting at six and hope that you'll be there by eight? Oh, yeah, they, they work off Dave time now. So anything, <laughs> it's really half an hour after after getting to me in time. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. And what about work, then? Do they care? They do. Yes. <laughs> I think every every job I've had has have issues with timekeeping. Obviously, as most jobs in the world do, you know. Yeah. Wait till you hear how much Dave time has cost him. I think the the total was up around six thousand euro. Over years. Over seven six years. In the hope that that would shock you into sorting yourself out and not being like. But it didn't. It did for a week or two, and then. You just think, ah, oh, six or seven grand, what's that between friends? Between <laughs> employers. Only a new car. <laughs> that was three years ago, it's probably... It's probably ten grand now, yeah, is it? up around that, I'd say. Dave! Oh my God! It's a couple of months in Crete. It is a couple of months. Why did I mention Crete? Well... Whatever about being late for work, no one would be late for their holidays, would they? We missed that flight. That's not a great start. Well, there was three of us going to creep, but we were going through Manchester. Okay, added complication, I grant you. We flew into Manchester and got the train into the city centre because we had six or seven hours to kill. So we went to a few bars and had a walkabout in Manchester. It continues in this vein. First is a taxi. So we had to go and get a taxi to the airport, which cost us, I think, £40 or something. Okay, that's £40. And he put the foot down the whole way and we were there, but we got there 10 minutes before the flight was due to leave. Then there's new flights. An extra €260, which is strange because the original holiday cost us €200. So that's an extra £300 odd. We learned that lesson. Sorry, what was that? We learned that lesson. Let's have that again. We learned that lesson. And what about coming back, you made it home in one piece? Uh, eventually, 
<laughs> Coming back, I managed to get missed the bus. Okay, another taxi. But you may remember there was some industrial action during the summer in Greece. So we went over to the, the line of striking taxi drivers and in broken English begged them to take us back to the hotel so they could get me passport. To break the picket, like? Yeah, and they were all afraid to do it, so eventually <coughs> Father came over to us away from the group and said, don't tell anybody, give me 100 euro and I'll, I'll bring you back. So I had no choice, it was either that or missed the flight again. So I gave him 100 euro. <laughs> <laughs> so, so far it cost you about 400 quid. Oh yeah, for a budget cheap holiday we got, for 200 euro it cost over 500 quid in oh. the end. <laughs> I probably got to go four weeks in Crete for 500 euro. <laughs> At the start of it, I had a plan to that way. Yeah, that's right. So one of Dave's friends gave him a present of an alarm clock. Y'all know what time it is. It would be an alarm clock. The one I lost. Where did you lose it? <laughs> uh, I took it with me to Copperface Jacks. Copperface Jacks is a nightclub. And I thought this would be a great crack. I'd be like the rapper Flavor Flav with the clock around me neck. Well, I left it on the bar and, and went off to the back machine and completely forgot about it. So that was the end of the election? Maybe someone took it home with them and has a nice time at home now, I don't know. Gets into work and Yeah, that. maybe they do, well I don't. Welcome back to Breakfast with Hector. 20 minutes past eight. We're talking cuddly toys. We're, uh, we've reunited and we... It's 18 minutes to nine. Multiple defaults. Yeah, all your credit ratings. Nearly 10 minutes now to nine. Let's check in with uh, a road watch in mind and say good morning again to Rebecca Horn. No, no, this isn't a story about Dave getting married. It's another story about a wedding. It was starting at 2 o'clock, I think it was, and I was late, and it was half two before I got there. There was no car park spaces left, so I parked... Down a laneway by the church, beside a gate, and ran into the ceremony. And the priest was up on the altar, and they were exchanging rings, and next thing, the second priest ran out onto the altar with a piece of paper, and everyone was kind of looking around, saying, what the hell is going on here? And he ran up to the priest and whispered in his ear and handed him this piece of paper. And the priest stopped the master exchanging rings and got the microphone and announced, uh, excuse me, would the owner of car registration number 04D, whatever the numbers were, uh, please come out of the vehicle because it's causing an obstruction. So the whole church, the heads all turned and the, <laughs> the groom, who knows me well enough by now, looked around at me, <laughs> knowing full of well it was me. <laughs> and said, get out there now. So when I got to the car, <laughs> I'd realised I'd parked outside the school and all the kids were locked in the gate because I was parked on the sensor and they couldn't open the gates and they were all bawling crying and the mothers were waiting to get them out and they couldn't get them out of the gate. <laughs> and the mothers were all shouting at me and they were saying, you Dublin scum coming down here with your cars and blocking this thing. The kids being there for 10 minutes crying out the gate. I said, I'm very sorry, I apologise. I didn't realise it was a school. So I got in the car and reversed out the way and didn't get back into the show, just shoved straight to the hotel for the reception.
So what about the women in Dave's life? Are they working off Dave time? Yeah, when my mother's away, your granny likes to ring to make sure that I'm awake in the mornings. So, yeah, it's the first thing in the morning. And she... Earlier than anyone needs to get up. To <laughs> And you answered the phone? I do, yeah, but she has a habit of getting the number wrong and she used to ring different people. <laughs> and But for some reason she got the same number wrong all the time, so she used to ring the same person every morning at 8 o'clock. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? And the poor girl, I don't know who she was, but she was fed up and she said she was calling the guards if your granny rang anymore. <laughs> but my granny was convinced that this girl was answering my phone, so she was coming down to try and catch this woman in the bed with me in the morning. <laughs> She was like, get him up out of bed. And the woman was going, what are you talking about? And the granny used to, she'd like, she lives about probably that far away from the, so she can see out the window, like, and she's, I can see her in the morning looking out the window trying to see if that woman coming out of the house. She's mad. <laughs> and what about on dates and stuff for you? It's like, like that's, that's probably the reason why I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> Do they get a bit cross? Yes. Well, it's, isn't it? I suppose traditionally the woman is meant to be like, isn't she? Yeah, well, the opposite, I think, applies here. And how long have you been? For dates? Hmm. Half an hour. And were they 40 going minutes. Mad? Yeah. Well, no, I wouldn't say. They didn't show it, but you could tell. You know, when a woman's mad, you can tell. And you don't, you don't have to say anything. You can just see it in the face. <laughs> you know when she's mad. <laughs> So, as, do you think if you really liked someone enough, you'd be in time? I'd like to think she'd understand about my situation. <laughs> my tardiness is a disease. <laughs> if she can accept that, then that's the one for me. <laughs> so, you can be 40 minutes late and she'll still be delighted to see it, then you're on to something. The fact that I made it there, it's a sign of, a sign of true love. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> In fairness, I have improved a lot. I've I'm on time a lot more now than it would have been. Are you? So this time last year, yeah. How old then? So, slowly but surely. You're on the road to recovery, Dave. I feel like an alcoholic. Any after going to an AA meeting. And Is saying, there a 12 step programme? <laughs> step one, stop being late. <laughs> step two, that's it. I hope Dave heard this. I did tell him what time it was on. Oh well, there's always listen back. <laughs>